Evidence of a cold American civil war has been playing out in the streets of America for the last year and the reality is it's been percolating for decades. From the 1999 WTO protests to the hordes calling George Bush a Nazi to occupy Wall Street, the hyperbole and violence have been ratcheting up for years. The catalyst that put us on the path to today was Barack Obama's nomination. Not because of Obama himself, but rather because of the cudgel Democrats crafted from his race. Anyone who opposed Obama's policies was racist. Suddenly, conservatives who reiterated policies they'd supported for decades were racists as was anyone who opposed Democrat policies. But race was only the beginning. If you opposed gay marriage, homophobic, opposed women in combat, sexist, supported the police, fascist, such was the beginning of the journey that brings us to America circa 2021. Today you're either on the side of angels or the side of Hitler. There's no middle ground. George Washington was a slave-owning racist and nothing else matters. Michael Brown and George Floyd were innocent victims of racist cops. Period. All women should be believed, unless they accuse Democrats. There is an infinite number of genders. Clearly. America is systematically racist and any evidence to the contrary is fiction. Border wall, is a dog whistle for white nationalists. The reality is, there are racists among us. So two sexists, homophobes, and fascists. There are also bad cops, sexual predators, and evil people. But here's the thing, most Americans are none of those. It wouldn't be possible to build the free, thriving, diverse and prosperous nation America so recently was if they were. If America were systematically racist, we'd never have had a black president, many of the most popular and highest-earning entertainers wouldn't be black, Asian Americans wouldn't make up 40% or more of the student body at some of America's best colleges, and minorities wouldn't own 30% of businesses. But of course, none of that matters to Democrats. The only thing that matters is setting Americans against one another via victimization and leveraging that conflict for power. But here's the other thing about all of this, there's not an American alive today who can't claim victim status for one thing or another. If you're black, you'll undoubtedly encounter racists. If you're short you've likely been the butt of short jokes, while if you're seven feet tall, how's the weather up there, is a ritual greeting. Beautiful women are taken for dumb while rich men are in the IRS crosshairs. Fat people or ugly people often find themselves ostracized or worse. An Asian might be expected to be good in math while gays no doubt have heard countless whispers that communicate disapproval or disdain. The point is, if people want to see themselves as a victim, they can, every time. But that's not traditionally what Americans do. In early 20th century America, when Jim Crow reigned in the South and red lines crisscrossed the country, black Americans moved to places like Harlem and Chicago's South Side and built thriving communities. In the latter half of the 19th century, two million Irish came to America and, despite facing extraordinary hatred, built successful communities. Millions of Jews came at the turn of the century and despite virulent anti-Semitism, built a pantheon of successful businesses. Chinese, Vietnamese, and Mexican immigrants had similar experiences. And up until the 1970s, there were places where women weren't allowed to get credit cards or open bank accounts without their husband's signatures. Virtually all Americans alive today can point to some injustice in their lives or those of their ancestors that they could use to paint themselves as victims. But again, historically Americans have not done that. 
In fact, American history is a story of a people, a diverse mix of people really, overcoming extraordinary adversity and pulling themselves up by their bootstraps to build a nation out of a sparsely populated continent and, in the process, changing the world for the better in virtually every area of culture, charity, science, commerce and, of course, freedom. That is the story of America. Americans, largely, but not exclusively, white males, built a nation unlike anything the world has ever seen. Americans, again, largely white men, but not exclusively so, united to save the world from self-destruction in two hot wars and one cold. Americans, largely white men, but not exclusively, put men on the moon. Along the way, they invented television, air conditioning, movies, mobile phones, safety elevators, the internet, the iPhone, the pet rock and, sadly, Facebook. A nation made up of imperfect men and women, in the short expanse of two centuries, has also created prosperity unlike anything the world has ever seen. It's not perfect, at times it's even been ugly, but for the most part, it's been spectacular. Not for everyone, and not all the time, but for most people of every race, creed, and color, America has been a godsend. Not sure about that. Would black Americans be better off moving back to Africa? Would Italian Americans be better off moving back to Italy? Chinese to China, Mexicans to Mexico, Iranian Americans back to Iran. The answer is likely no in almost every instance. But again, none of that matters to Democrats. America's greatness doesn't matter. America's freedom and prosperity don't matter to Democrats. What matters to Democrats is raw power. The proof is easy to see and can be found in the fealty black Americans pay to the Democrat Party. Democrats don't care about black Americans but use their votes to get and maintain power. For 50 years Democrats have had a stranglehold on the black vote, and what they've done with that power shows exactly how much they value the lives of black Americans. Not much. And that's the template for the Democrats' endgame, divide and conquer. By seeking to turn every American into a victim, by seeking to demonize the group that played the single biggest role in building the nation that we inhabit today, white males, because of numbers, not because of DNA or some special gift from God, Democrats are seeking to build a coalition of us versus them, where the, us, is characterized by victimhood and the, them, for evil incarnate in the form of white males. The beauty of that plan is that, when literally every single person can point to something today or two decades ago or two centuries ago that constitutes a slight or injustice to be rectified, the pool of potential soldiers is bottomless and all that's necessary is a promise of salvation. Army not big enough. Craft a few more victim narrative promises of salvation and presto, more soldiers. But the consequence of those votes will be anything but salvation. Once they set the entire population at war against itself, Democrats will step in to pick up the pieces and their literal death grip on power will bring the end of individual liberty, limited government and, in time, the republic itself. And with it will go the prosperity that gave so many Democrats the luxury of focusing on our differences and fabricating victimhood in the first place.